recorded in Knoxville, Tennessee. This is Control Structure, Episode 8, Pseudo Bang Bang, for January 10th, 2013, with your host, Andrew Bailey. This is a lead-free podcast. Okay, so I'm just going to start recording this. I don't care. So, big week. Well, that's nice to hear. I sure hope so. I hear uh, CES uh, went on this week, although uh, I seem to recall that uh, in previous years that it uh, started, like, literally the day after New Year's, but uh, never seemed to remember it happening the week after. Uh, I don't know. It might just be... Uh, you know, recalling things wrong or whatever. But, uh, oh, yeah, and I'm in Knoxville too. Um, because, uh, my company, uh, wants me to, uh, be certified and trained in, uh, the platform that we use. Uh, it's called Demandware. So, and, you know, sorry, but it's just gonna be another, uh, me cast. You know, don't blame me. I tried to ask some of my uh, co-workers if they would like to be on uh, this, but uh, they didn't seem too enthusiastic about it. But, uh, oh well, maybe next time. So, oh, and, uh, you know, airport security didn't really like my microphone too much, so I'm going to have a darn podcast. Um... So, yeah, uh, even though Knoxville is south of Pittsburgh, uh, uh, my connecting flight was in Newark, so I got to see Manhattan uh, from the airplane. But, uh, you know, I guess that's what uh, what happens when you fly a few hundred miles in the wrong direction. Um, Even though the ticket said, you know, that was was what the uh, plan was. So, uh, anyways, I'm just going to get right to the news here uh, for some uh, CES tidbits. So, uh, LEGO Mindstorm uh, EV3 uh, has been, I believe it's been announced or maybe even released. Uh, The uh, LEGO Mindstorms are uh, essentially robots uh, made from LEGO. That uh, is essentially this uh, brick and a whole bunch of sensors and motors and stuff that uh, you can program and you know build a robot out of, and it's uh, pretty cool. And I rem- I remember uh, uh, using one back in uh, college uh, for a class project. Um, it was actually for a UML class, so this class about you know charts and stuff. Uh, but at the end you get to uh, play with robots and stuff. So that was uh, pretty cool. So, uh, yeah. And uh, apparently it also runs Linux as well. So, you know, open source, uh, you know, everyone's going open source, you know, with Android, and I guess they thought that it was a good idea. So, yeah, good luck for them. And uh, Intel was all talking about their uh, new processors. Apparently they go down to 13, 10, and they claim uh, 7 watts, although they had to create a completely fake 
uh, metric in order to claim 7 watts. So Ars Technica pretty much has the uh, lowdown on all of that. So, and uh, also at CES, uh, AT&T was uh, talking about how they really wanted to get out of the uh, uh, POTS uh, thing, the uh, plain old telephone system uh, that, uh, you know, isn't really uh, doing a whole lot uh, because it's, you know, essentially legacy technology and they want to transform to an all IP network, uh, which, you know, I guess is good. Uh, all the more power to them, I guess. Also at CES, uh, there, a congressman, uh, held a, uh, like some sort of a talk on, uh, patent trolls. Uh, Representative Peter DeFazio, a Democrat from Oregon, uh, talks about this and how, uh, you know, these, uh, patent holding companies or patent trolls, uh, essentially, uh, stifle innovation and uh, funnel money away from uh, research and development. So about how they are actually holding back uh, the economy and don't tr contribute anything to it. Uh, also from Oregon, uh, Senator Ron Wyden uh, also spoke about his uh, digital freedom agenda. And uh, he essentially says that, uh, you know, uh, at least for the time being, that the... Uh, the mafia, or rather the uh, motion picture and recording industry associations, they're not really going to uh, try to push a, another uh, copyright act uh, through like they did with SOPA, because uh, pretty much everyone in Congress is uh, still paralyzed with the fact that, oh no, this is copyright, or oh no, this deals with the internet, and they're afraid of uh, a big bash backlash uh, like what happened uh, last January. So, uh, good for us. Uh, an, une uh, an unexpected uh, thing happened. Uh, Ford released an SDK, uh, like as in the uh, car manufacturer. So now you can uh, program apps for, you for your car as well. Uh, that happened at CES. So, and uh, finally, uh, Matt Honan, uh, the uh, guy that got epically hacked, uh, back a few months ago. He uh, talks about how CES is a hardware show stuck in a software era in that uh, he pretty much says that hardware doesn't matter anymore and software is where it's at. And uh, pretty much got to disagree with him on that because if you don't have hardware, software is a non-starter uh, to begin with. Uh, because, you know, it's nice that you have all the software, but, you know, if your hardware's crap, it's not too great. Um, and, uh, our friend Ryan, uh, says that, you know, Mac can go cry in a corner while, while all of his iPads get hacked. Um, I wouldn't put it that harshly, but, uh, you know, the point still stands that uh, hardware is important, and uh, CES seems to be the only uh, show nowadays that is all about hardware. And someone needs to, you know, you know, be the flag bearer uh, for innovative hardware. So uh, moving on uh, away from CES, uh, there's five reasons to be excited about Java in uh, 2013. Uh, mostly, uh, Java 8 will be coming out this year. 
and uh, the second, uh, there's uh, new JVM languages, and the existing ones are getting better. Uh, number three, uh, specifically JavaScript. Uh, I believe this might actually be important to uh, you know the the uh, demand where that I'm working on, as it is essentially JavaScript uh, with a few uh, neat features added in. Uh, number four, uh, GPUs. Uh, that uh, apparently the uh, JDK is going to be uh, adding in some uh, uh, GPU acceleration features, uh, like we see with you know OpenCL and such. And uh, number five, uh, Java will uh, continue to support uh, more of the cloud. So yeah, Java isn't dead. And uh, uh, speaking of Java. Uh, Java FX, you can apparently run it on a Raspberry Pi, and uh, an application for this would be a signage. Uh, so you can pretty much just have a Raspberry Pi sitting around connected up to a TV, and you know it would display you know whatever you need to. Uh, which you know this sort of gets me thinking that uh, the church I go to, we uh, have a uh, uh, like a laptop sitting up out front uh, connected to a TV. That it just, you know, pretty much, you know, has a PowerPoint on it and it, uh, you know, rotates, you know, every 10 seconds or so. And, you know, if that breaks, you know, a Raspberry Pi might be a good, uh, substitute for that. So, uh, speaking of Java, you know, it seems that uh, whenever a small company gets bought out for, uh, you know, their major product, that, you know, this product is written in a, uh, you know, what would have been uh, called a scripting language like uh, Ruby or Python uh, or even uh, server-side JavaScript. And this company comes in and is like, oh, well, we need to, you know, rewrite all this in Java, uh, which, you know, has, you know, some good points to it, but you need to be dedicated. Uh, otherwise, it'll just end up crash and burning. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I haven't uh, been through this myself, but, uh, you know, I've, uh, I'm not sure if I've even seen this happen, but, uh, you know, it's, it's very, uh, 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 very sensible to go about this. Uh, Terrence Eden asks, are designers crazy? Or does he just need to, like, clean up his glasses? Um, so, uh, Jack Grotzinger writes about the challenges faced when trying to scale down images for uh, iPhone models, you know, with uh, retina displays. And he says that, uh, you know, first attempt at turning one of my 2X comps into a 1X version was just to decrease the image size, uh, which seems to be, you know, a very fair thing to do it. But he says, no, that uh, that was very stupid of me and that some elements don't scale down properly, and they need special attention. And uh, Terrence here says, uh, like, are you smoking, you know, dope or something? Are you high? Because, you know, you know, sure, like a button is, you know, more orange, but everything else seems, you know, the same and still remains perfectly usable. And, uh, you know, he even went so far as to make an animated GIF that switches back and forth. And, uh, you know, it seems the same. So, yeah. Uh, so, have you heard about GIMP? Uh, 
let's see, GIMP users uh, has a uh, tutorial here about uh, several features coming up uh, later this year in uh, GIMP 2.9 and 2.10, uh, mostly about uh, increased uh, bit depths and uh, hardware acceleration and uh, even uh, new sampling filters, like when you uh, resize your stuff. So this looks pretty awesome. So uh, be on the lookout for that. So uh, you are really concerned about security, and so you have encrypted your hard drive you know, with uh, whatever uh, feature your operating system provides for that, so yeah, you're safe. Well, not really, especially if you have a FireWire port. Um, it seems that you can just grab some software and uh, hook up to, you know, this, you know, a FireWire port and essentially uh, read memory directly and uh, get the get the uh, decryption key, you know, right out of memory. And uh, I believe it uh, costs like maybe sixty bucks or so. Uh, let's see, this uh, tool makes use of the libforensic1394 library uh, under a LGPL license, so it might actually be free. But uh, yeah, this is a little bit concerning, but uh, you know, even if you have you know, you know, encryption on your drive, if uh, your physical security is compromised, well, there's not much you can do about that. So Windows 8, the uh, latest, uh, most derided uh, version of Windows, uh, is proving to be less popular than Windows Vista uh, this far out from launch. Uh, it seems that the pickup of Vista, you know, two, three months uh, away from launch, the same amount of time that we are away from uh, Windows 8 launch, that uh, Windows Vista is was more popular back then. So that's uh, something to uh, keep in mind. Uh, maybe people just aren't uh, upgrading their systems uh, as fast as I believe is the case. So it uh, appears that Wikipedia is finally uh, making up their own uh, history. And uh, there's this uh, one article here about the bicolum conflict uh that apparently uh, lasted from like 1640 to 1641 between uh, Portugal and India. Uh, turns out that uh, this battle never happened, and that it was just uh, uh, just a huge hoax uh, on Wikipedia. So yeah, I guess you can't really believe everything you read online. So someone asks on a Stack Exchange uh, whether they should use uh, on their message boxes whether they should use yes, no, or okay, cancel on the messages. And this is sort of a pet peeve of mine. And the uh, the top voted answer here is uh, neither. Actually, uh, you should put verbs on your uh, buttons on your dialog boxes. Uh, it seems that uh, Windows Notepad uh, gets this down pretty good. Uh, you know, one button says save and the other one says don't save. So even if you, you know, skip reading the message in the box, 
you can just really look at the buttons and, oh, this is like really concise of what you need to do. And there's like no contorted verbiage in, uh, in the text that you need to follow. Um, and I've come across dialog boxes where it says, you know, click OK to do one thing, click cancel to do this sort of different thing. And it's not, it's totally, completely not obvious that, uh, you know, what these buttons are supposed to do. So, you know, remember that. Uh, according to Debian, the uh, Linux distribution, uh, Debian has a, uh, a thing called the popularity contest that uh, essentially sends back your uh, installed packages uh, to a server. This is opt-in, by the way, and it does, uh, it is very forthcoming about it. But uh, according to this, it seems that AMD64 is the most popular architecture uh, for Debian Linux, uh, beating out, uh, the 32-bit i386 architecture. So that's interesting. Uh, speaking of Linux, uh, there, I have a list here of really useful, uh, Linux command line commands. Um, you know, stuff that, you know, is not intuitively obvious and just goes around and is like, oh yeah, like all these cool things that you, that you can do. And I especially like the uh, first one. Uh, so, you know, you're there at the uh, command prompt and you want to update your system. So, you know, app get uh, update, uh, except you need to be, you know, have root permissions to do this. So instead of, you know, typing sudo and then retyping, you know, apt get blah, 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 you can just type sudo bang, bang, uh, bang, uh, being the exclamation point. Uh, this is, you know, apparently the, uh, double bang, uh, uh, takes the last command and injects it wherever you want to. So pseudo bang bang is, uh, run the last thing with, uh, root permissions. And, uh, you know, plenty of, uh, other things here. So yeah, check it out. Uh, recently, uh, Yahoo Mail users uh, were hit by a rather nasty uh, cross-site scripting attack, uh, which has since been fixed. And, uh, you know, I use Yahoo Mail, but uh, I don't use it too often, and I never hardly have any reason to follow links out of there. Uh, I pretty much use it for, you know, specified newsletters that I know are coming there. So, yeah, if uh, you follow other links from there, you might want to update your password, but, uh, you know, it might be already too late for you because it, this uh, article uh, was published, uh, was it January 7th? So, yeah, cross-site scripting is very bad. Uh, something else that is very bad, uh, Ruby on Rails has a uh, code remote code execution bug so, yeah, update your stuff. Um, looks like it's been fixed. And, uh, you know, if you have, if you're beyond a certain version, that this uh, won't affect you. Uh, talking about, uh, code integrity and whatnot, it seems like you can run unsigned code on Windows RT, uh, but you need, uh, a debugger to do so. 
and it uh, only lasts until the uh, machine is rebooted. And it uh, essentially, uh, what it does is changes a bit in the kernel uh, that uh, you know is the uh, code signing mechanism. Uh, you know, zero, uh, four, eight, and twelve. Uh, the higher, the more secure. Um, so you can set it down from uh, eight to zero, so that will allow anything to run. So uh, you know, hopefully, uh, maybe Windows RT will you know, finally be jailbroken. So you have all this data up in up in the cloud. You know, on uh, Facebook, Twitter, you know, or what have you. And, uh, you know, if you want to take a, you know, look about how hard that'll be to get data out of there, um, well, it's sort of already happening with floppy disks in that, uh, you know, hardly anybody's selling them and the equipment to read, uh, read data off of them are quickly disappearing and breaking. Um, so I have a story here about a company that actually, you know, you can actually mail your floppies to and they will read, read them off for like two or five dollars a pop. And uh, it goes on about, you know, OK, so you have floppies that, you know, have data on them. You can read them back. But the data that gets read back, you know, is there software to use this, you know, so, because, you know, Corel WordPerfect from, like, 1993 uh, probably doesn't run on modern versions of Windows. Uh, so you might have, you know, further uh, effort needed to uh, get that into a usable uh, state. So, you know, recovering data isn't just about, you know, reading the media. It's about the file format. And if you think that's bad, well... Try reading your tweets in 50 years, um, or your uh, Facebook uh, posts and pictures. Um, you know, even though the Library of Congress is supposedly archiving, you know, all of the tweets that have ever been made, uh, they're not exactly uh, opening up their archive. Which I'm not sure, you know, what the problem is with that, but uh, you know. The you know the cloud storage issue is a really big problem. And uh, speaking of uh, cloud storage, um, my uh, blog uh, has a feature where I can just uh, back up at any time. So uh, yeah, there, I just uh, downloaded a data dump for my blog, and well. Hopefully, uh, you know, other services can make it just that easy. Uh, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think Google uh, does uh, through like their data liberation uh, project. Uh, I'm not sure if that works for uh, Gmail, but I hear, uh, excuse me, I, I hear it works for a uh, Gmail, but I'm not sure if it works for Google Plus. Um, not that I use Google Plus, but I know several people who do, and they uh, do listen to this podcast. Hi, guys. So, uh, have you heard about lead? I uh, hear it's not really too good for your health, and apparently it also causes crime as well. Uh, 
so it, you know this is you know another thing about you know the sandy shootings that uh you know video games are responsible for the rise in violent crime well i got news for you violent crime hasn't been rising uh in fact it's been falling for like the past 20 years uh you know right when the time where violent video games supposedly uh were a problem uh problem in very massive sarcasm quotes uh but uh, uh these uh, researchers uh found that uh 20 years uh even before crime started falling that uh, levels of lead uh fell and uh as they had an art an idea well when we research this you know lead has a very uh a very measured and definite impact on the human brain uh you know maybe this will cause crime and they uh, looked into it and especially like they matched up the graphs of like murders to lead levels uh displaced by 20 years and they are uh, very creepily uh, related to each other. And they, uh, you know, uh, looked at this in several places. Uh, they even uh, had a map of New Orleans and lead levels uh, per neighborhood and income levels. And it seems that they uh, are related. And uh, they uh, started, you know, talking to other people that have noticed this and everywhere that they looked, you know, be it Australia, uh, Germany, Netherlands, and like all these other countries, uh, the conclusion was the same that, uh, lead and crime levels, uh, are related. They're, they're just separated by about 20 years. So, uh, it, he goes on and says that, uh, uh, if we, uh, invest say, $20 billion a year right now in cleaning up the uh, remaining lead because, you know, even though uh, lead is no longer in gasoline, uh, it doesn't exactly get cleaned up. It falls out of the air and onto the ground. It falls into the dirt. It falls onto farmland. So don't think we're out of this yet because now we're eating that lead uh, that was in the air 50 years ago. And, uh, you know... In the cities, uh, where a lot of cars, you know, sit around, um, and burn gas, that, uh, the lead levels in cities were a lot higher. And this explains, you know, why violent crime is, uh, a lot higher in the cities than it is in smaller cities and out in the country. And, uh, it seems that now the, uh, that kind of discrepancy has disappeared. Uh, because, well, we're not going around burning lead, but it's still in the ground. And, uh, you know, neighborhoods where, uh, you know, there's a lot of lead in the ground uh, also have, you know, lower levels of, you know, education and lower levels of income. So if we go around cleaning up all this lead, in 20 years, we'll start getting a payoff on that, like a 10 to 1 payoff. So... The uh, thing is, you know, convincing people that this is a good idea and, uh, you know, this isn't something that you'll directly get back. It's uh, it'll be dispersed throughout the community. So you might, uh, you know, need to convince a lot of people that, you know, this is a good idea, even though that wasn't exactly uh, 
news uh, and the computer science is just something to think about. Um, so I guess that'll be it. Um, you can catch me uh, on the next episode of 8-Bit. I'll be on that, uh, talking about all the uh, juicy gaming news that uh, came out of CES and uh, a bunch of other things. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you can find me uh, on theandrewbailey.com and on LinkedIn, uh, linkedin.com slash in slash theandrewbailey. So I uh, guess we'll see you next time. <laughs>